latest episode of Retro Encounter, your simple and clean podcast. I'm your host for today, Peter Treisenberg, and uh, joining to me today, today, we have a lovely crew, starting with Alana Heggs. Hello. Mike Solosi. Hey. And Kyle Cortvelli. Hello. All right. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And today's a very, very special Retro Encounter episode, because today we're going to be talking about the big one, the one you've all been waiting for, the one you've been flooding Mike's inbox to talk about. One that will live in infamy. <laughs> this is the Kingdom Hearts episode, ladies and gentlemen. We're finally doing it. <laughs> I'm excited. I love Kingdom Hearts. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm like an unabashed fan of this series. I've been, I've, I've been real. This, they're kind of my bread and butter action RPGs. I have a lot of fun playing them. So I'm excited to talk about the first game with you all. Uh, so where to begin? Who else has played this before? Uh, it's a little bit of understatement for me to play the whole thing because uh, not only I'm I played it so many other times, but I'm currently streaming at RPG Fan and we'll be streaming the third one soon. So I'm I'm I've been playing the game for at least the last three months, <laughs> the whole series. Excellent. That is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've really gone deep dive, haven't you? Oh yeah, too too deep. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this episode uh, maybe a week or two before it comes out, but uh, that's still an evergreen comment because you've been playing King. Uh, you've been going through the whole series leading up to the release of three, and part of why we. Uh, we, we timed this episode was because it won a fan poll after episode 150, and we decided to try and sneak in the two episodes right before the release of Kingdom Hearts 3 at the end of January. Uh, and we, we know there's a lot of hype for that game. I mean, geez, how long have Kingdom Hearts fans been waiting for KH3? That's uh, like 13 years, 14 years? 2005 it's... Kingdom Hearts 2 came out in Japan. We've had various oh, wow. intermissions. But 2006 was when it came out in America and Europe. So, yeah, we're nearly 14 years in. No, 13 mm -hmm. years, sorry. <laughs> the series has been trucking along. I think the last mainline release was in 2012 uh, was when Dream Drop Distance came out. And so um, even yeah. that. And, 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 yeah, and some of those, uh, several of those interim games are popular and well-liked. I, th I think, uh, like, the fans, usually Birth by Sleep is the one they hold up after two. Yeah, <laughs> Birth, by Sleep, Birth by Sleep is, a real, is an excellent game. Yeah, I had that's to, like the, the prequel. I had to had to do some research to keep these titles in track a little bit. It's like oh. it's, it's like you have to solve an equation sometimes, just figuring out which Kingdom Hearts game you're playing. I mean, one of them is literally an equation. So <laughs> they yeah. they went off the deep end with their points and all the other fun stuff, especially went to the high def and the final mixes and uh, just... and the uh, the uh, two point eight HD final chapter prologues. Yep. Um, is is that the <laughs> Is that the one with 2.8 and 0.2 in it? Yeah, it's yeah. it's okay. the 
It's the redone yes. version of Aqua's Secret Story and Birth by Sleep, which it's sure, the, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it all adds up to three, right? So yeah, uh, sure, somewhere yeah. in there. Because because Tetsuya Nomura, the director of the Kingdom Hearts series, is a goddamn madman. <laughs> oh, he is. But I kind of love him for it. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is one of those franchises that has gone off a really it's 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 it it goes to some really weird places. It's kind of a bizarre concept that really shouldn't exist. This mix of of Square role playing and uh, Walt Disney characters, all the hashtag brands, all in one game. But uh, it somehow managed, at least in my opinion, manages to work in spite of itself. Um, I, I think the one thing that I'm impressed with still to this day is that Disney decided to work with a Japanese game company like that and just gave, hey, here's some of our characters. Why don't you incorporate some of your characters and those mash it together? But uh, I, I'm still surprised that worked, oddly worked to this day. I mean, they literally, um, they, it was a literal elevator pitch from what I understand because uh, Disney and Square uh, shared a headquarters in Japan uh, at the time of this game's development. And uh, they ended up in an elevator with a Disney executive and were like, hey, do you guys want to collab sometime? And the result ended up being Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it feels like um, an RPG version of Marvel versus Capcom, except... Uh, with a lot more hype around it and uh, a lot worse gameplay in general. <laughs> Just straight up. <laughs> All right. Oh, We're getting off to a great start, guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One of those is fun to play, and spoiler alert, it's Marvel. <laughs> oh boy we're, we're we're in we're in for a treat when we get to the buckle game up game, aren't we? oh yeah, yeah it's okay. I, I don't want to i don't want to exaggerate it um but um i i don't hate uh, kingdom hearts as much as i pretend to on podcasts but uh, we, we can get into that when we talk about our backgrounds i guess i mean literally every sequel is better than this game but it's uh but we'll get into that so I'm living i guess... in the moment peter this is not a kingdom hearts series episode <laughs> Fair enough. I can't. I, I. I can't be like. Well, actually, it gets better if you, you know, play all the <laughs> other games. I did. I did write a series, a uh, ret long retrospective, recently, and it's all kind of fresh in my brain right now. Yeah. Um. But, is, that, uh, is that already posted or? Uh, um. No. Uh, it, it, it as may... of this recording, no. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it it probably is going to post around the same time this launches if it if uh, if we're a week behind or so, right? So please look forward to it. <laughs> right on. But uh. But uh, as, we, as we get started with Kingdom Hearts, the first thing you see when you boot up that game is the Song of My People, uh, Simple and Clean <laughs> by Hikaru Tada. What do we think about that, uh, that, that, that J-pop opening, ladies and gentlemen? I like I, oceans. I, I like yeah. beaches. <laughs> I like, I like hyper-imagined, hyperactive dream imagery that makes no sense, but is set to good music. Well, well, it was basically setting up what the lore was going to be later on. It just made no sense, and then you just had to deal with it because it looked flashy and fun. That's basically Kingdom Hearts in a nutshell, actually. Yeah. <laughs> they were already preparing us for I will it. give you flashy. Yeah, it's pretty, it, it's, a, it's a flashy, uh, memorable intro, um... I think it's a it's a super catchy song. Kind of shows the our main trio, Sora, Riku, and Kyrie, in uh, situations that sort of mirror what's going to happen to them in the main story. Uh, what with uh, uh, Riku, Riku standing up against a tidal wave and reaching out to Sora and whatnot, and then our spiky-haired giant shoot protagonist ends up uh, swept underwater into the into his awakening, quote unquote, which is the game's tutorial level. 
Um, I actually really like this that the way that game opens. The music is super is a super low key rendition of uh, Destati, which is uh, one of the series' main musical motifs. That's kind of slowly builds as you go through it. Um, the music the music in this series is bloody phenomenal, and I think this is one of the best uh, selling points of how of, to start the game out off mm-hmm. on. But uh, what do you? I don't know. What do you? What do you? What do you guys think of the whole intro section? Well, for me, with the intro section, I mean, how, I mean, are we talking about like the whole thing from start to finish, or are we talking about like how you selected me? There's a there's a big beefiness of the intro section that surprises me that I actually had to look up on um, how it came from the opening sequence and then diving into the platforms, which we start choosing, you know, our weapon. What uh, what do we get and what do we don't get and what do we have to sacrifice? It yeah, made, so, made you feel what you had to accomplish there. Yeah. So what did you guys what did you guys pick? I think for this I'm playing on proud. I'm playing on the higher difficulty setting. So I think I went uh, I picked shield and gave up staff. <laughs> I wish I'd done that because I'm doing the same as you, but I wanted a real challenge and I got one. Um, so oh, I, dear. Well, I ditched I ditched the wand, but I took the sword instead because <laughs> I mean that's normally what I do anyway, and I just thought, oh yeah, because I I feel, I've played Kingdom Hearts one on proud before anyway. Uh, right. Completely forgotten how to play Kingdom Hearts well, or thought I did for the first ten hours. Um, yeah, proud, proud, proud mode's really hard. Proud mode is way harder at the beginning when you don't have access to all your abilities. So mm-hmm. no, I totally hear you. Uh, I uh, did the same as Alana. I picked sword and relinquished staff just because I was thinking, oh, I'm a, I usually play a big dumb barbarian or knight or something in action RPGs. Uh, so I, I'll just go use that attitude. Uh, I, I wish I had more freedom with abilities, so I sort of wish I had picked shield and then relinquished sword or staff, because uh, mm. I think that yeah. one gives you more uh, that one gives you more MP and more po- and more action points. Um, but yep. the uh, I, I mean, but I, I'm playing on normal, or I, I'm I should say I'm playing on final mix 1.5. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that, so, that, <laughs> so that game that game then has uh, the 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 beginner mode, the standard mode, and the proud mode. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm playing on standard mode, and I, I should mention, um, I, I think all three of you have played at, at least a couple Kingdom Hearts games. Uh, I have haven't. I've only played Kingdom Hearts one, and uh, that was a playthrough over a decade ago that I didn't finish. I got I got probably sixty or seventy percent of the way through the game, and I just got sick of it and stopped playing it. Um, so, so that is my, that is my entire the entirety of my Kingdom Hearts experience. That and um, forum and internet chatter, uh, just just building to a roar until the release of Kingdom Hearts three later this month. But uh, so, <laughs> so, so, pressure, yeah, so, pressure, and uh, and and that uh, and I I should mention like like that me me avoiding or like slightly disdaining the series has evolved into me you know in a like in a performative way, just hating on it <laughs> a lot. Uh, for being incomprehensible, uh, but anyway, um, I started the game uh, picking sword, relinquishing staff. Sort of wish I had gone another way, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not struggling that much. I'll, I'll like it, a couple times. I'll die against a boss and then just sort of figure it out and then beat it the second time. But it hasn't gotten any worse than that for me. Yeah, the normal difficulty is a pretty even keel of difficulty, no matter what which uh, what you pick. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's my own clumsiness and lack of experience is why I'm dying. <laughs> I mean that 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 and the controls are a little are pretty jank in the first Kingdom Hearts game, but again we'll get into the gameplay design a little bit later. But uh, yeah, but you'll get if if you pick Shield or Staff, you'll get more magic abilities and more MP early on. Plus, it makes you a little less a little less squishy. 
Um, but you won't deal quite as much damage. Um, if you if you want a real real fun time, try going for a uh, a, problem, a run a run with uh, just the kingdom key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but why? <laughs> there are people who do level one runs of these games, dude. It's a thing. Yeah, there's there's someone who uh, who accomplished that without leaving the first world. Just. I mean, I mean, I, I know every video game will have people that try to do low level runs or uh, runs with unusual hardships, but I, I that's never my attitude. I'm like, why wouldn't I use all of the resources and fun stuff that the game gives me? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's collect, actually... collecting keyblades is good is one of my major motivations to keep playing this game. It's like, yeah, okay, I want to beat it, I want to record a podcast, and I want to get as many dope keyblades as I can. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the hierarchy, though. basically. There's not yeah. that many in one. Like you generally get them story based. There's a couple that you get through side missions. Well, like the that's fine. That that means I don't have to yeah. do quite as much time investment as I otherwise would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of, so there's a couple like optional ones you may have. Like like there's a to get Oblivion you have to open a treasure chest. Um, that's kind of that's kind of hidden in one of the final areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that. But uh, after after the awakening segment where you pick a. Uh, you pick. You basically choose your path. Um, the game basically tells you how hard your journey is going to be based on your decisions, and you fight uh, your first dark side, Heartless, which is uh, that's a pretty cool little fight. I like that boss design. Uh, Sora wakes up and he's in his home on his hometown of Destiny, the Destiny Islands, where uh, you get to run around and frolic on a tropical beach and perform a bunch of fetch quests. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I really, really hate the beginning of this game. It takes I really, forever. It, it it's not too bad actually. It was a lot quicker than I remember it, and I think two is worse um, for different oh, reasons. Like oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Kingdom Hearts two's beginning is like four hours. Like you it, can't. It's yeah. Kingdom Hearts two's beginning is Kingdom Hearts two's beginning is really long because there's a lot of story dumping they're doing. Yeah. But if you skip yeah. all those scenes, it's pretty short. Kingdom Hearts one's opening. Um, is basically running around the island collecting stuff to build a. Uh, the Sora, Riku, and Kairi want to build a raft so they can sail away from their island. Which I mean, I would too. Makes sense. Uh, so yeah, uh, my record against Riku in our little, you know, uh, uh, friendly competitions, I think, is one and seven. So I hope that doesn't mean like a, uh, you know. <laughs> No, Any, anything bad down the line for me it's like, it's it like yeah, i beat you seven times earlier so my hit health is seven times what it should be riku no. will riku will remember that oh, okay. <laughs> uh r.i.p R. telltale games we'll never get our we'll, ne- we'll never get our telltale kingdom hearts that we deserve Poor one out for telltale yeah um uh but no did the re- the riku count is what's one of those things there is a lot of a surprising amount of little interactivities in uh destiny islands that i think are fun like uh uh, like uh, you can fight uh, Riku one on one. You can do the race against him, which uh, I have. I don't think I don't. I have not won that race. I, I always screw it up somehow. <laughs> not this. Yeah, not this time. I have done it, but not this time. I just by the time by the time I do it, I'm just like I don't care anymore. <laughs> I uh, I did beat him in a race eventually, but it took uh, it took four or five tries, and I oh, nice. and, and mostly I wanted to. I wanted to get acceptable at the platforming in this game because I remembered hating the, uh, at least some of the running and jumping from when I played this a long time ago. And I'm like, all right, this, this, I don't like this, but this seems like okay mm-hmm. practice. So I'll do, a, I'll do it at least a couple times. And I, uh, yeah. and and I, you know, I, I did. I a lot of jumping between palm trees. 
I um I just I, I discovered um when I was when I was uh doing some research earlier that uh uh when they were designing Kingdom Hearts the ethos square was that they wanted a they wanted a counterpart to Super Mario sixty four basically they looked over at Nintendo saw that mad three D platformer money and were like hey we should get in on that. Um, don't stick platforming in a genre that doesn't need platforming. I said it on Super Mario RPG. I will say it on Kingdom Hearts. I will carry on saying it. And also, like low key, the PS2 had some excellent 3D platformers on it. So like, like they, they, you know, maybe they should have stayed in their lane a little bit and leave the 3D yeah. platforming to the and Naughty Dogs and Insomniacs of the world. Yeah, unfortunately, the later games do uh, the level design. Does, is a, it becomes a little more focused on co- creating combat chambers for you to fight in, which is mm-hmm. the meat and potatoes of the game anyway. But uh, the first Kingdom Hearts, and as you quickly discover, is much more of a platforming game. But uh, uh, Kyle, do you have any thoughts on Destiny Island real quick? before? Well, we Destiny proceed? Island is uh, is kind of like an interesting thing that I, I thought is that, uh, you know how, um, a little bit off topic with like Mega Man X, uh, how the oh, first level yeah. was showing you this is what you're going to do this is how you play the game and this is what you're going to be later on so i think disney islands does a really good job at that of collecting your items doing your platform how to climb how to block how to attack um how to you know when against riku whether it's running a race or platforming even but it, it sets up the rest of the game so you don't really have to go back and realize oh how do i jump this way how do i block this way and so forth uh-huh. uh, yeah, it's really it's, it's good kind of fun, way. but it's uh, I, I, okay. I'm I, I don't have your nostalgia goggles. I think that I think that t- the Destiny Islands are lame. It's a uh, <laughs> uh, it, they're they're meaningless fetch quests that uh, for a raft that you don't end up using, and it I'm still not sure if they're if this is an island of just mysterious orphans or if uh, Riku and Sora have homes and parents and this is like their treehouse where they play with other kids. <laughs> they, they um, do have, Sora has they do have home. Yeah. 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 Sora's yeah. mom's like still waiting to give him dinner 13 right. years later. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, 13 years. Oh God. So he, so he never, he never gets to find out what's for dinner. That's, that's, that's the most tragic part of this entire story. But the, um, <laughs> um, so I, I don't mind what destiny islands is, but it's, uh, and and it does communicate the basics of combat and moving around, moving around. But I I don't think it's fun or interesting. It's like it's like I, I want to get to the Disney stuff as soon as possible. I don't care a whit for these three orphans that sound like, or not not orphans, three children that sound like, uh, you know how they used to use elementary school students for voice work in the Charlie Brown specials. <laughs> um, yeah. I um, mean, they did. They basically they got Haley Joel Osment doing Sora's voice. He's still doing Sora's voice. Right. That, okay. I think the, the that, only one, who, the only one who jumped <laughs> off the ship is Hayden Panettiere. <laughs> that that's kind of like how they used the same kid to voice Andy in all three Toy Story movies, except they didn't age Sora the way they aged Andy with every movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Because now, yeah, now you have like a thirty-year-old man voicing a, an eighteen-year-old. Um, <laughs> uh, D- David Gallagher's Riku voice has remained mostly the same throughout the series, though. Um, although his delivery does get a lot better as the series goes on. And yeah, Hayden Penance here was Kyrie's first voice actress, but uh, I think she reprised it once, but it, it didn't happen again. No. Uh, they had it. She had a different voice actress for the other games. Um, who is coming back for three? Uh. But uh, you do get introduced to my favorite voice actor in this entire game, <laughs> Billy Zane. That's some, that's some crazy the voice. Phantom. 
Oh my god. Billy Billy Zane is like Hollywood's best kept secret. He's an act he's an amazing actor who shows up in some absolutely terrible projects. Um the, and the, he has the, a, 1996's The Phantom is one of the worst uh superhero yeah. movies ever made, but it is also amazing and Billy right. Zane is hysterical, a, so you absolutely should watch it. And his, but it's but it's terrible. His voice is like liquid melted butter, and it's just like he can come up right next to you and it's like the worlds are connected. And then you're like, oh god, yes, talk to more, Billy Zane. And honestly, his and his turn as as the villain in this game is I I love it. Like I think he gives a really good performance. Like he's he's good at spouting dramatic JRPG villain nonsense. Yeah, he's he's an underrated actor who I would be zero percent upset with if he got more work. Um, yeah, for sure. And and I and I know just from interacting with you, Peter, on uh, RPG fan stuff and social media, that you're a fan of his. I would say. Oh yeah, no, I I love him. I love him a lot. But uh, Brett, my roommate, talked me into watching Twin Peaks solely on the promise of Billy Zane showing up in the second season. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, and, and 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 a big reason why I'm a fan of him is because I really liked his performance in this game because I played this when it came out. But yeah, um, but once, well, but finally, once the Destiny Island stuff starts to pair off, we get to meet the other half of the uh, Kingdom Hearts chocolate and peanut butter mixture that is uh, the Disney characters. Um, and it's a really fun introduction to them. Oh man, uh, that first that first cutscene in a uh, Disney castle is like one of my favorite moments in the whole series. It's oozing with Disney, isn't it? It feels like it's right out of a Disney short cartoon. I love it. Yep, they got all the actors back where they could. Um, they got the uh, they the sound effects are all right. They have really good like comedy moments. Donald running around, uh, <laughs> running around, squawking his head off, and then electrocuting Goofy is really funny. Yeah, uh, I think that the character models that they made. Um, I mean, they're, they're of a time and place. I mean, this is a two thousand two or two thousand three game, and but they they look really really good. Uh, even mm-hmm. today, I'm, again, I'm playing on the uh, the PS3 HD version, but um, which they did touch those up a little bit. They had to remake a lot of that one from scratch because the original code was lost. But uh, it, well, the version I'm playing, they look very nice. Like they animate mm-hmm. a little slow, but that's uh, but that, that again, that's because it's the time and place. I mean, you're not gonna have exactly. you're not you're not gonna have like a like LA noir level nuance in, 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 uh, in facial features for characters for, for this <laughs> game, but it's a, uh, but it's the, the character models look good and the Disney ones look true to their Disney roots and the, the voice acting thing. Um, I think they, like they didn't get the original Donald duck actor from the 1930s or whatever, but like, I think no. all of them were either the original movie actors when they could, or the sound alikes from the recent cartoons because uh, like like uh, uh, Dan Castellaneta voices the genie, and he and that's because I think because Dan Castellaneta is one of the two or three greatest voice actors of all time for one, <laughs> and also he was the uh, he voiced the genie in the old Aladdin cartoon from the '90s, so he was mm-hmm. a natural choice. Indeed. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, for, yeah. for the uninitiated, Dan Castellaneta voices uh, several adult male characters on The Simpsons, including Homer, and he's the best. He, he is a, a a really fun actor. Um. They got a uh, they yeah and they where where possible they like you said they got the original movie actors uh the woman who voiced Alice in Alice in Wonderland came back to record lines you're kidding um, she, no, no she, she was, was original nine, she was like ninety years old it was the original voice actress and she rec- came back to record her dialogue as Alice <laughs> what a you baller. wouldn't have known <laughs> I love it <laughs> it's so fantastic good. so yeah the voice the voice acting in Kingdom Hearts is by and large pretty spot on. 
the dial the dialogue is hit or miss but uh oh. what are, what are you gonna do <laughs> teenager teenagers I, 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 I was never impressed by the dialogue in this game like like sometimes it was so sometimes sometimes it's fine it's like okay this is moving the plot along i plot, plot along i get it and it's not uh you know it's not getting in the way of the action but sometimes it was just so inane i just i had to pause and say wait a second did they really just say that there are bits yeah, there are bits of it I really like just because, I mean, I am invested in the storyline and they do, this is the inciting chapter or whatever, so, so to speak. So, so I think some of the lines of dialogue are, are actually pretty good and heartfelt and whatnot, what have you. But a lot of it is pretty repetitious filler and uh, you could pay, play a very dangerous drinking game with how many times they say uh, the words heart, light, darkness, and friendship. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I think the one thing that I, 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 I guess you can call it like the cheesiness towards, uh, towards all the voice acting they have in Kingdom Hearts, um, whether or not if they had like their, don't, this is no pun intended, their heart fully in it uh, or anything, <laughs> but uh, like certain quotes that we'll figure out later on, like when, um, <laughs> it's like the one thing I think is sort of says like, I don't need a weapon. My hearts are my power. My, 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 my friends are my power, that is. And it's just, it's like you take a look at that that quote, and you're like, uh, did, did he really want to say that? Or was he making himself say that? Uh, and there's a lot of those moments in there, too. And I, 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 like with Leon, I'm not picking on him. I just want him to just, I know he's a fantastic freaking actor, but why did you give him lines that like, sound so dead? He's He is not emoting. I mean, to be fair, he's playing Squall. What are you going to do? Squall yeah. is like... But yeah. still, and, 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 and you're well, wasting talent. <laughs> but for things like this, I mean, they, they don't really do uh, motion capture or facial capture in this era of games. So they they, no. they had to say their lines exactly so that the animators could um, fit, fit around them. There was not room for improvisation in this script. So sometimes... Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, some voice performers are better than others, but some. But I don't think the dialogue is great, or I don't think the script is great, and some of the performances maybe seem a little wooden. But I would, I would blame the script more than the actors uh, yeah. most of the time for this. Yeah, that's only fair. Um, and for 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 what it's worth, I think there's an earnest like charm to the whole thing that I like. I can get behind. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to defend like the quality of the writing as some um, kind of yeah. well. Okay, so, <laughs> speaking as the this episode's resident cynic, I guess uh, I, I think that there is earnestness in a lot of the Disney designs, and Goofy and Donald are completely mm-hmm. earnest and and excellent. If I, I wish they had, I wish they had more lines, and the Disney characters had fewer in some cases, <laughs> uh, except for Homegirl Judy uh, Jody Benson, of course. But oh yeah, uh, but uh, the. I think the Final Fantasy characters and the original characters uh, take away from the earnestness of this game. They yeah. they they wanted to yeah. uh, they wanted to have some third parties to unite the Disney worlds together. So they they created the whole. I, I know it's more complicated than I'm saying now. So they created the multiple worlds mythology, and um and the and the three children main characters to sort of be the uh, the strangers in a strange land as you're encountering all of these disney characters and settings and that's mm-hmm. not and that's not a bad idea but i i i am not 
charmed by Sora, Kairi, or Riku. I, I think they're annoying. And I know that, uh, I don't know how long this was an, an idea, but at, at a very, very early stage, Kingdom Hearts was allegedly Mickey, Donald, and Goofy uh, exploring the different worlds in a Disney, and, uh, and doing, going on a Disney adventure, which is part of why Sora's outfit is sort of big yellow shoes and, uh, and shorts and, and, and shorts. It's like, it's a little Mickey-ish. His, uh, oh my God! The shoes. Yeah, his uh, like like his silhouette is uh, Mickey oh, without God. without the freakishly large head. Because oh my God, Minnie's head scared me a little bit the first time she appeared. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Mickey and Minnie have large heads. Like I I know this, but I I was not expecting the you know an overinflated beach ball on top of a like a, like 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 a chibi body. But uh, yeah, I I think that um the earnestness is there for a lot of Kingdom Hearts, but I I don't enjoy the main characters enough to buy into the world as much as I I wish I could. I mean, I think it's funny because when I was a, when I was like an angsty moody teenager Mm -hmm. growing up on square properties, uh, car alarm, sorry. Um, (laughs) uh, but you shouldn't um, podcast while trying to steal your neighbor's cars, Peter. Hmm. I mean, duly noted. Uh, BRB. Uh, but um no like when i was gro- when i was growing up in like uh in like the awkward live journal phase or whatever uh the uh the anime uh kingdom part of kingdom hearts like the final fantasy characters the like the spiky haired teenagers all that stuff that was the more of the appeal for me as i've gotten older i find that i'm way more taken by the disney stuff and i admire that element of the game more although i do still enjoy the kingdom hearts story um it's more because the later games do a much better job of developing it and i kind of recognize it more for what it is rather than for what my uh uh 13 year old self interpreted it to be um but eh, eh, that's, so, so it is with fandom. Sometimes our perceptions of media changes as we get older. They should have done what uh, Epi- Epic Mickey did a couple years later and made the main character Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. And just, and just <laughs> oh. gone that route. Oh, they will leave no stone unturned there, I would assume. <laughs> oh, is, is, is Oswald in a later game? Because I, I have no idea what's in the um, games after one. Number two has some good homages to the uh, early, early Disney stuff. Okay. Without yeah, spoiling too much for you. Sure, sure. Yeah, I um, well, I, I know, I know there's, I know there's a Steamboat Willie stage, but uh, best, best world. Okay, it's the best part. In the whole it's series. Like, it might be the best part of that game. It's so good. Well, before we get into the next, the I, I, I want to talk about the uh, to move on and talk about the uh, level design in just a second. Oh but before, boy! Before I do that, um, I want to say that I am really, really excited that they're bringing pirates back um, in Kingdom Hearts Three because I've been saying since Kingdom Hearts Two that Davy Jones would be a perfect Kingdom Hearts villain, and lo and behold, they're finally doing it. Oh, so all <laughs> so all of them have pirates because I know Peter Pan's in this one and Pirates of the Caribbean's in the next one. Yep, and, yeah, and Pirates of the Caribbean's in yeah. three, but it's also okay. in two. They did a horrible job yeah. in two. Ugh. Hey, yeah, I mean, if, if there's one thing I love, it is cartoon pirates. Whether it's uh, whether it's Skies of Arcadia or One Piece or Pirates of Dark Water, I am always down for pirates. So sure, okay, bring but, it. Okay, but but Solosi, imagine realistic ass Johnny Depp standing next to Sora. Like in genuine yeah. Kingdom Hearts graphics, <laughs> sure, with two okay. Clashing styles. <laughs> I, they they fixed it for three. You but say this like it's a problem. You, yeah, yeah in like three, that. in three, in three, it's gotten to the point that it, the graphics are good enough that it looks like okay, this works. Um, but I'm, in, I'm in not so, two, it was a little jarring. It was I'm, out of I'm place not, in two. <laughs> I'm not disenchanted enough by the uh, <laughs> by the um, 
the overabundance of Pirates of the Caribbean sequels to to be that upset. It's like um, uh, real ass Johnny Depp next to Sora makes me one percent more interested in Kingdom Hearts too. <laughs> to be fair, it's actually to be fair, it's actually a really well designed level. And if you're playing the HD version, they reorchestrated the music so it actually sounds like the pirates theme, not like the horrible MIDI version that was in the PS2 version. So, <laughs> so. It gets better. Peter Treisenberg, 2019. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Once in the new year. So when, when they're, they're going to do a new Kingdom Hearts 1 release for PC or something called Kingdom Hearts, colon, it gets better. Yeah, it gets better. Yeah, it gets better, Max. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of things that get better, uh, how about Traverse Town, guys? Uh, tra- yeah. that's, I like that hub world. Yeah, I miss Traverse Town so much. Um I'm always surprised at how much I like it because like you, I was more of the, well, like now I prefer the Disney worlds. And I went back the first time I replayed Kingdom Hearts one, I was like, oh, I don't want to do Travis town. I want to go to Wonderland or something like that. I mean, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but uh, okay. Travis town is really fun. Um, I love the layout of it. I love how it introduces you even probably even better to all of the mechanics that Kingdom Hearts one has. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Tra- 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 Traverse town does destiny islands job better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and you get to and explore I, it. You get to explore new parts of it as you as you get through the game. It's really yeah. fun. Yeah, no, I I really dig Travis Town, and I was really happy to see it come back in Dream Drop Distance. Is that right? Yeah, yeah but it does come back. It does come back in in Dream Drop. Yeah, um, they they add a couple new uh new zones to explore there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And they add the Twelve characters. <laughs> oh really? yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The, tw- yep. the Twelby characters show up in Traverse Town in one of the sequel games. It's great. Hey, Nomura gonna Nomura, right? Nomura exactly. gonna Nomura. <laughs> but yeah, um, there's like loads of little puzzles throughout Traverse Town, um, which are the less abundant in later levels, but Traverse Town has like the bells that you can hit with the fire. You've got the electric puzzle you can go back to when you have mm-hmm. thunder and things like that. Um, it's just a really neat world and a really nice warm hub world, I think, for the series and i'm kind of bummed that they abandoned it for other levels later on but i'm always happy to go back to travis town yeah i mean R- radiant garden is okay as far as hubs go and we don't yet know if three has a central hub um but uh i think Traverse town is just a fun level to keep coming back to it has good music too mm-hmm, it does. um i did not like Traverse town the first time i visited it because that's our uh first introduction to the terrible event flagging in this game because um, basically it's like oh go into every uh every building in the in in these two districts and every time you leave one you'll get a brief cutscene with Donald and Goofy and then you got to go to the third district after you see those four times it's like it's like that sucks but as a there set some, but but yeah. as, as a setting when you're uh you know when you're exploring Traverse Town proper after you've after you've you know done Wonderland uh it is pretty cool it's a uh, um it's it's a nice environment. It's sensibly organized. Once you figure out one or two of the alleyways, I wish there was fewer uh, fighting. There was less fighting in it, but the uh, it, it is a very nice hub world setting. I I don't dislike it now that I'm not you know navigating the uh, some of the early game design. Well, I think for me when it came to Traverse Town that I I hated it and I loved it. I didn't appreciate it until I kept coming back to it, and then my eyes started rolling back in my head once I kept going back to it every single time but as as for perfectly good like when i first encountered it i felt like this was different it was fresh it was darker um i did not like the event triggering which it got me lost a few damn times on it uh 
far yeah, beyond but, what I could comprehend. Yeah, between that and uh, Deep Jungle, I, I think like they did not learn the lesson of event flagging from you know Ease One thirty years ago. The bit where you have to go back and and deliver the uh, Winnie the Pooh book to Merwin is my um, sticking point because oh. even though I've played this game more times than I should than I probably should have. Um, I still always end up doing things out of order, and then I'm left wondering, wait, what am I doing right now? Because I end always, I always go to Merlin too early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, because Sid tells you. Um, so at some point, and I think it's either Monster or Agrabah, you get a book, and you go back to Travis Town, and Sid's like, oh, can you? No, Sid gives you the book, and he says, like, can you go and deliver this to Merlin, and I'll meet you in this house in District Three. Little do you know, you have to go to the house in District Three first. So please tell me that bit before you tell me go and deliver the book and then you have to do something else and it's like ugh, i just lose my patience every yeah, and, by the, and, by the, and, and also in order to get sid to give you the book you have to go underground to talk to to talk to mm -hmm. leon twice but um <laughs> twice but um but in order but that path to get to leon is like on your way to merlin's house so like if you're like me and you're like, oh, I know I have to go see Merlin. I'm just going to go go see Merlin. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, then you've you would have triggered that event early, and then uh, you have to go. Then you have to backtrack and go talk to Leon, and you can't open up that shortcut between the two until you've done all those event triggers. It's yeah. just yeah, that bit is a little obnoxious. I've had a hard time it's... playing it the second time around when I know I played beaten the game before, and I think I'm jumping ahead of certain things. Like I know I'm supposed to yeah. do this. Wait, why is this triggering? And then I'm yeah. going back, and then it's like uh, things are supposed to happening are not happening right now. Yeah, astoundingly, it... I guess my lack of experience is helping me because I, I I navigated that one okay. I had a harder time figuring right. out I had to cast fire on the fire door, but because uh, I. I uh, because uh, it's been so long since I played this that I've I've forgotten a lot of my first playthrough from two thousand four or five, whenever that was. But the um, the event flagging is not good in this game. That's something that you see in basically every JRPG from a certain from a certain period. But it's yeah, just, it was just it, kind of the thing. Yeah, it, like like I mean, all our JRPGs have them a little bit, and and we've all run into situations like that from games in the even in the '90s. Like, oh, I can't go to this dungeon until I talk to these two characters. That's annoying. But um, but it just seemed particularly obnoxious a couple times in this game that made uh -huh. that it stood out to me, in including the first time you're in Traverse Town. Well, the first couple worlds that you go to, um, Alana, you want to talk about one, Wonderland? Uh, uh, two, two, in, two in particular. Uh, two um, in particular. But, but, but oh, one, one of them I have not played, but I remember disliking so much that I don't know if I want to do it again. Oh. I'm, I'm talking about Atlant Atlantica. Uh, oh, right, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Mike, 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 <laughs> you can skip Atlantica. I did not do know it. that until you Just told until it. you told me uh, a, a few days ago before recording, and now I'm, nothing, I'm considering. Yeah, it. <laughs> once because once you unlock Halloween Town, the next uh, node after that is Neverland, and doing that unlocks Hollow Bastion, and from there it's a straight shot to the ending. So you you really I, belie I believe Hollow Bastion is when I stopped playing uh, many years yeah. ago. It's the second to last world. Um, so it, I, Atlantica pro, pro pro tip: if anyone wants to get the speed the speed running trophy where you can beat the game in less than fifteen hours, mm -hmm. uh, just don't do Atlantica. Stay so much time. I, I might do Atlantica fo like strictly following a guide, uh, but I, I'm not excited to go back to that world because that was that was my least favorite part of the game. Uh, 
back in the day <laughs> when your level design when your level design is so bad you have to put little glowy arrows around to tell you where to go uh thanks perfect thanks perfect dark zero i mean kingdom hearts one <laughs> wow it's like i wish kingdom hearts one had an obnoxious assassin's creed map to help me <laughs> this is this is the this is one time when i'm begging for uh for ubisoft open world design which i which i normally find you know a little annoying <laughs> But uh, uh, Wonderland, Wonderland is where the event the event flagging rears its ugly head again. Oh boy, that is not a good world to start off on. No, I used to really like Wonderland as a kid as well. Um, it's but... mercifully short, and that's the best thing I can say about it. Yeah, it's subsequent playthroughs. I always get lost and always misunderstand the directions. And <clears throat> yeah, I just like I think it might have been three five eight over two that made me hate Wonderland because. It's even worse in that game, but I just oh, good. every single time Mike, I go back, Mike, to it, I, it, it kills you'll... as well because like I really like Alice in Wonderland, the Disney film, and always used uh, to love it. Oh yeah, so it's, like if you really that like thing, that thing, that thing's a surreal is a surreal masterpiece. And they put yeah. a lot of effort into this, into the design of this world visually. It's it's too literally. <laughs> yeah, like, I would not, I would not have mind more singing flowers or smoking caterpillars, but uh, they, I, I, I appreciate the Cheshire Cat in Wonderland, but beyond that, I'm not a, I'm, I was not thrilled with the first that, Disney World. On, on proud mode, the Trickmaster fight is also really hard. Oh, like, screw that guy. Yeah, that is... it was actually it was one of the bosses I didn't have trouble with in the first half. I oh, was lucky, quite surprised. Wow. I all got really lucky. <laughs> I just, I just think he's—he's yeah. he's one of the ones that I died once at, and then figured, out, and then sort of figured out the second time. Yeah, no, no, same. It's just once. It's just that once he does a lot more damage than I think. I, at least for me, then you're quite ready to take at that point, and because you don't have scan scan yet, you can't see his HP. Yeah, no scan and yeah. no um, and no cure is annoying and, for the is no, annoying the, for the first couple ones. And yeah. the aerial combat in one is so much worse than two. I hate how awful yeah. it is in the, one. The jumps are too floaty in this game already, which is uh, which is a net negative for the platforming and the air and the combat. And um, base hitting things in the air is sometimes important, and that uh, exacerbates the badness of it. But, yeah, and, but I, I have heard that the king the combat in Kingdom Hearts two is excellent and. It is. But, but, it's but air heavy. Yeah, but but that that's also part of the again Kingdom Hearts colon. It gets better. <laughs> you do get you do get a few abilities they added in Final Mix that at least make chaining combos together a lot easier, and you don't just so you won't be whiffing. Your oh, so I'm playing the good version of, version of this. Great. Okay. <laughs> you are playing the good version of this, yes, yeah. because it was even worse on PS2. Yeah, I wish I liked Wonderland more because I like the idea behind it, but. It's remembering where to go because there are multiple doors in that forest that go to different sides of the bazaar room or mm-hmm. the Hatter's Tea Party Garden and then everything's interconnected and then this door will take you to the top end of the hedge in the Queen's Castle. But on the left-hand side, even though you've come from the right-hand side... Oh, sorry. Oh, it's okay. You right? Side, oh. Yeah, no, it's fine. I just knocked my microphone over. Um, oh, okay. I, I, I was worried that you She got very, out of... got very passionate about talking about Wonderland. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was worried yeah, that you were so ex- you were so excited about the Mad Hatter's tea party that you fell out of your chair. <laughs> My I mean, own birthday, which is today, so you know. Oh, very merry birthday! birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday! <laughs> um, but yeah, I do, like, so I, I do like the Mad Hatter's tea party room because it gives you free stuff. <laughs> exactly, that is one of the cool bits. Um, why are they just relegated to a portrait though? Like, why would you do that to the Mad Hatter and the March Hare? That's not fair at all. Eh. 
budget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, they, they, they couldn't. They couldn't find the vine. exact. They couldn't find the exact uh, voice actor like they could for Alice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it bums me out that I don't like it. Um, a lot of a lot of wonder. A lot of Wonderland too. The problem is like is that a lot of it you really can't explore until late game anyway. So mm-hmm. it's like yeah. Uh, oh, I gotta go back. Yeah, well, for like completionist purposes, but that's about it. I don't have to go back. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, like, there's a keyblade. There's a there's a hidden keyblade there. Oh, there's okay. a couple. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I have to go back. Well, I was gonna a... say, like, surely you brought up all this collector stuff. Surely a dog enthusiast would be really interested in saving the puppies. I, I do I have mean... to say, uh, rescuing ninety nine puppies in in uh, in threes for you know thirty three items is a very very nice collectible. It, 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 you, <laughs> you want me to get interested in collecting things? Make them puppies. Go for it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, under one Dalmatians are those are great, and and some of them are deviously well hidden. Oh man. <laughs> oh yeah, I've I've probably gotten oh I don't know fifteen out of ninety nine. Um, but I, I'm I'm not going to get all of them. But it, but but very very good, uh, collectible in general. But uh, after after that, you move on. We move on to uh, Olympus Coliseum, the best world in the game. Oh what? No. <laughs> don't good don't grief. don't at me. I'm just I'm gonna <laughs> In my opinion, for me, but by itself, I mean it's the best world in the game because it's the best grinding world in the game for me. Yes. I mean it, it's, yeah. it saved my butt on proud mode so many times. It, just it, going I, back there and just grind the hell out of it. If this game had better designed worlds, Olympus Coliseum would be a building. But it, nope, instead we got a whole world and a whole lot of James Woods. I kind of hate how you have to like you can't teleport directly inside the Colosseum. You have to walk up the path every time and then walk yeah. back whenever you want to leave. All right, I'm being facetious. Olympus Colosseum is pretty cool actually, but I just like where it's going more <laughs> in the rest of the series. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that Cerberus fight is also really uh, another annoying early world block. Uh. I'm proud. Oh yeah. It can be. Um, I didn't die against if, it. If you're like me and you're bad at dodging, um. It- <laughs> yeah it can be a real pain it's like the yeah the beginning of kingdom hearts does not let up does it like the first couple no, of are really painful um i used to struggle and this time in particular because i was just rushing through the game um uh the cloud fight at the coliseum um yeah. cloud is vincent valentine everybody like circa 2000 why does, why does he have the, the bat wing anyway i don't i don't get it Exactly, uh, and I like the way they, they were... scrap it for two for his advent children design, which is I, infinitely better. I, I thought were... I, I, I assumed that the Batwing was a like a, a, a take on one winged angel, but they made it a one yeah. bat winged angel. But yeah, that, that's, that's a, what it's that's, a little that's weird. What, that's why. Um, the the reason he looks like Vincent is because they originally were gonna have both Vincent and Cloud in the game, and then they cut uh, Vincent. So they sort uh, of com- they sort of combine their designs. That makes me even more angry, though. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know if I love that. Uh, but having having like the like the scarf and the one wing kind of makes me think of Rock Howard from Garou Mark of the Wolves. So I don't know. I'll, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> also, his sword is wrapped in tape because uh, because why? Because his, his sword had a boo boo. Come on, man, that's not helpful. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, the claw fight can be a real pain on Proud. Um, you don't have to win it. That's the one thing. And I, I feel a little bad because I got him down to about twenty percent, and uh, and then and then died. It's like, do, do you get a prize for beating him? I think you the do, cut- don't you? I think the cutscene's just a little different. I don't think you really get anything. Yeah, the cutscene's just slightly yeah, different. So I, I probably missed out on some EXP, maybe, and that's it. But uh, oh well, no, no big. Loss. You'll fight. You'll, you'll fight. You'll fight him again if you go back for the tournaments in Olympus Coliseum. You'll get a Keyblade, Mike. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, Alana, is this is this Kingdom Hearts version of uh, Tales of Cameo Battles? Uh, kind of, yeah. All right. I'm okay, just... I dig it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you fight them anyway. It's the same fights that you had in the Colosseum earlier. So it's Leon, Yuffie, and Cloud. Mm -hmm. Various points. Um, sounds like also... some of, sounds like some of my fan fiction. It's it's pretty fun, <laughs> yeah. No, I like Coliseum is kind of it's literally just a, a battle arena, but I think it's pretty fun just to go back. It's also the only time in that series where you can grind in Olympus Coliseum, like Kyle said, Love which it. makes yeah. So it, that that is useful. It has utility in that regard, mm -hmm. um, and you get some and you get some nifty stuff for doing the tournaments. Uh, new keyblades, new abilities, combo extends, which are useful. Um, yeah, Trinity uh, as well. Mm -hmm. Trinities, and if you um, and if you clear uh, the, the final time trials, you'll get uh, Donald and Goofy's best weapons. Mm -hmm. So, uh, okay, worth, worth doing. Yeah, they're not too difficult either. Like you just have to be a couple of levels over and yeah, some potions and elixirs in because you get elixirs. Elixirs are handed to you like sweets in this game. I oh love yeah, it. they're they're pretty they're pretty common item drops um later in the game too. Mm. Like so, you you can stockpile them pretty easily. All right, well um. It'll be about time management, and uh, and when we schedule the next recording, really, that determines how deep I get into the side quests and post game of this. But uh, I'll um, oh, I, oh, you want to go deep? You uh, want to go deep? I don't know, but uh, but exactly, <laughs> <laughs> but exactly how deep I go will. Uh... I was, I'm trying to segue into deep jungle. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, oh. where did you think I was going? I was gonna go. I don't know yourself. other side quests, anything but deep <laughs> now jungle, let's please. Just backpedal just a little bit. So, <laughs> uh, backpedal. Okay, you mean how many times do we go between the camp, the house, and the cliffs? <laughs> if the, if the answer is too many, then you're on the right track. If the answer is more than once, you your level design has a problem. <laughs> I think a few worlds in Kingdom Hearts 1 are really guilty of backtracking. I think mm -hmm. Deep Jungle is the one that really sticks out. Like it's like we've talked about flag posting and like Deep Jungle is like the worst one for this. Um but the backtracking really makes it painful, especially when you forget that there is a shortcut after you do the vine section for the first time, so you mm -hmm. don't have to do it all again, which I forgot this time, so I, I swung across the vines four times! I I found... I don't know if this counts as the shortcut, but I, I used the... Uh, I jumped across hippos and then went up the second vine pole. Is That's that the shortcut? The shortcut. Okay, okay, yeah. so I, I found the shortcut by accident. Okay, cool. No, I forgot. I, I thought that was the regular path. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot too. <laughs> when when I first wrong. when I first played this game, the vine level was death for me every single time. Like you, you don't know how hard it is to do a jump command from one vine to another, <laughs> fall down to the hippo pit, go back up again, do the vine thing again. Get, the vines weren't bad. So they, frustrating. They, they, they gave you, yeah. they, they gave you like almost like a quick time event in the menu when to press X. So I I wasn't. I mean, I hated the backtracking in this, but the vines weren't as annoying to me as the, you know, random encounter monkeys. I think they were worse in the PS2 version. Oh, yikes. I'm... Okay, yeah. I, I remembered hating this in the PS2 version, but maybe I'm getting the better, the better uh, uh, edition again, of final, it now. Again, Final Mix is a much smoother experience. It is. Um, they really did make a lot of much-needed refinements. Yeah, I think it's interesting, though, that this is the first time the game puts you without Donald or Goofy for... The first time since Travis Town, because it starts off with the three of them fighting on the gummy ship, which we should probably talk about in a bit. Um, oh yeah, yeah, the gummy ship. It sucks. Moving on. <laughs> oh, basically. Okay, okay, hold on. No, no, no. The gummy oh. ship. 
In my opinion, I'm gonna have to lay down a law on this one. There's this is been your six, this is your worst take since you tried to defend Dr. <laughs> Cerberus on the on your first episode of this podcast. I, I would I would do it again. I, okay, I okay, 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 okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I will defend Dr. Cerberus because it fulfills a uh, deeply unsatiated needs somewhere in my body. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but not and, and, be, and because and because damn, Gact can sing. Oh, yes, he can. Um. Anyway. But I, I guess it's a briefly segue and we will just won't talk about this. We'll lock it in the closet and just throw away the key on that one. Um, the gummy ship missions um, are vastly better inside the second game. But the first game made me feel like a kingdom hearts. It gets better. <laughs> <laughs> Reoccurring every single time. Um, I, I kind of liked it because it was like the early version of, and I, I forgive me when I say this Minecraft in a way, but I just, Build stuff together. I can make anything you want to. Make a small ship, big ship, all the guns, no guns. Do whatever you got to do to it. Um, yeah, it was it was like kind of the thing you do in between worlds and whatnot. But if it wasn't fun, I want to keep coming back to it. And I guess my definition of fun must be different from everyone else's. But <laughs> I I kind of got myself lost into creating different small, big, large things. Uh, you know, making Final Fantasy characters, making. You know, a house making uh, multiple things with the uh, gummy pieces, but it, it was just it was fun. But is so much time invested into it. I do. Yeah. I do like building. I like do like building my crazy death machine with a million guns and fourteen <laughs> engines and uh, and <laughs> and wings in random places. Um, I like the cut, but it, I, yeah, it's just it's just that the uh, the actual gummy ship flying the, itself is is not great. I'm, I basically agree. I uh, I don't detest the gummy ship missions. Um, they're, I mean, a bit of an eye roll. It's like, oh, I gotta do one of these again. Great. Uh, but the the fact that they give you the option for a what looks like a fairly deep uh, customization mini game of sorts. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't like that they that they give that to you is cool. I'm not gonna do it because I don't. I, that that's not a uh, th- that's not a kind of game I enjoy in general. And also I I. Uh, uh, I, I don't. I'm not really attached to gummy ships enough to want to engage in that. But I, I, it's cool that it exists. The missions themselves are, uh, uh, you know, a shrug. But uh, yeah, I, I, I sort of wish they had just they had done they, they had just let you go between the worlds freely and and not had them. Uh, we go back to Deep Jungle. Okay, where like, were we? Deep Jungle. The... Deep Jungle is marginally improved by the presence of Brian Blessed. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that largely. Mm-hmm. He has a very distinct voice. He does. He does, and, and he's funny on panel shows and stuff. Yeah, and they animate and they animate Clayton's like giant freaking lips, and it's funny. <laughs> right, I know. I really hate the dissonance between. This is obviously Ellie's PS2. Um, graphical limitations, but there's one there's scenes where like Sora's eyes and mouths are really good and really in sync, and then there are other bits where his face is just flat, and I'm like, I can't do this. I, why this is? And that's uh, the, so sorry. I need to I need to break out the uh, random bits of trivia that are floating around in my head after writing this stupid article. But I'm uh, <laughs> oh, it's stupid now. Wow. Oh no, I, 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 I it's a good I, article, but while you were writing it, I'm sure Peter thought it was a stupid, stupid article. I had a lot of I had a lot of fun, but it's like four thousand words about Kingdom about this series. Um, um, uh, no, I admire so, your um, restraint because. Um, but be, I told I had I mentioned this briefly, but so the original code for Kingdom Hearts One was lost in a server fire at Square yeah. Enix. Yeah. Um, 
And for the HD remixes, they rebuilt a lot of it from scratch or from memory, um, from old design docs, um, backloading it from the disc, I think they did some of, and by using Sora's Dream Drop Distance model from the 3DS game, which is the closest they had to the original Kingdom Hearts 1 design. Um, Mm. So that's why at some points the faces are a lot better than they even were on PS2 because they are using a more recent model. And then there are bits where they just have the uh, paper cut out googly eyes and it looks really really (laughs) bad. Yeah, no, I know. But yeah, I'm being unfair mostly. No, it's no, 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 no. You're being perfectly fair to fair to deep jungle. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. I'm sad that they didn't get a chance to redeem Deep Jungle. I don't love Tarzan the film, but there's rights issues, isn't there, with the Edgar Rice Burroughs? With, um, yeah, with they're really with, funny with the property, and they let them use it once, and it was basically too expensive, and they didn't really want them to use it again, which is why we haven't seen it. It's not even in Chain of Memories, is it, Deep Jungle? If I no, it's not. Properly. It's the only one. It's the only world that doesn't get reprised. Um, yeah, they've yeah, also yeah. been trying. They've also been trying to do a Jungle Book world for ages. Um, yeah. Uh, to the point, to the point that I'm pretty sure that Deep Jungle was actually going to be Jungle Book at one point. Sabor was actually a uh, a uh, tiger model originally, um, mm-hmm. but uh, the, you you think the Edgar Rice Burroughs Foundation is uh, stingy with their copyrights? Apparently, Kipling <laughs> Kipling is worse. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, but um, I I do like the uh, the Disney Tarzan movie. Uh, and I don't mind its inclusion here, but it's yeah, Phil Collins went hard yeah, on that it, soundtrack. Yeah, it's the uh, uh, it's it's the damn event flagging and the repetition, which makes it yeah. probably the worst part of the game, unless my uh, unless my memories of Atlantica are every bit as bad as uh, no, as, as they are. No, Atlantica's worse. Okay, okay, great. Yeah, then they're on Paul. That's why you skip it. That's why you skip it. <laughs> unless you're like, I, I don't know, man. Unless... I, I might. I think you should just do it. it just for the experience. That's it. And you'll regret I'll, it. I'll, I'll probably play it with a guide, I think. Uh, but we're not going to talk, go into Atlantica Deep in this episode. But uh, we can go to what's next? Uh, Coliseum and Agrabah. Agrabah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agrabah, the, a level that is actually good. <laughs> yeah. They give, you some like plot, they give you some plot hooks right at the beginning with the, uh, by teasing the uh, princess storyline and getting some dialogue mm-hmm. with Jafar and Maleficent. Maleficent, <laughs> the secret MVP of this game. Um, yeah, oh my god. I love Maleficent so much. Great man. choice of a, of a major antagonist, and she kind of chews scenery in a way that's very, very, you know, in line with a, <laughs> with a Disney villain. Uh, Maleficent's great. Yeah. But, uh, I, the, that, I, I, I look... I lo- oh. Sorry, I, uh, you go, Anna. No, it's fine. You go. Okay. I was just saying, I, li- I just was to say, I like the Disney villain squad a lot. Um, <laughs> their interactions are all really fun. Yeah. They, they, oh. uh, of course they do, but they remind me of like an evil organization in, a, uh, in Power Rangers or something, because they're, they're sort of bickering and they have wildly different si- uh, silhouettes and designs, but, mm-hmm. it's a, but they're very delightfully hamming, uh, hamming up their villainy. Yeah, I do love that first cutscene where they're all around the cauldron and they're all bickering. It's great. And and about half of them are in silhouette, uh, but if you you know if you have some Disney knowledge, it's very apparent who they all are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Captain Hook especially. I, th- I, I was thinking Ursula. It's like who could this possibly oh, yeah, be besides course. Ursula? <laughs> yeah, which one has the tentacles? <laughs> Oogie, Oogie Boogie is one of my, probably my personal uh, favorite of the oh, bunch. Oh, I but... love Oogie Boogie so much. I, I love. Uh, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. So I'm, and I haven't gotten to uh, my, um, that stage it's yet. Disney World. 
but it's so fun. It's I'm, fun. I'm looking forward to it. I, th- I think I'm right outside it in the where I am in the game now, or very soon. Yeah, and Agrabah itself is actually a pretty fun level because there's a lot to explore. Um, there's not, and the Cave of Wonders itself is actually a pretty well designed area. Although um, the game should could do a better job of signposting that you need to have Aladdin in your party to trigger a couple of the. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you gotta switches. have that diamond in the rough, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I do want to say that uh, Agrabah was like the first stage, in my opinion, that seemed to be extremely straightforward. That didn't seem like you had to backtrack that often. And if you did, I mean, yeah, worst case, you have to have a lad in your party. But it felt like it was just a very you go to point A to point B to point C without having to go back to point A again. Yeah, it felt more like, fully realized to me. Like, like the settings actually differentiated themselves, and it didn't, and they, it didn't feel like you were going to the same places over and over. But the, mm-hmm. uh, and, and also it's it's very lively. Uh, I think that the heartless minions in it are adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like the, with the little turbans. Yeah, the fat bandits. <laughs> and, uh... I love the fat bandits. <laughs> oh, I hate fighting them, but I love their design. Oh. <laughs> um. But yeah, Agrabah. I don't mind it. It's like the probably the middle. It's the first good world of the game. Um, mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's, I think it's weird that they introduce the princess storyline now. Is because Alice is one of the seven princesses of heart, and she disappears in Wonderland. Yeah, and so they, they never kind go of, into it at that point, really. I think and they're building you, tension. Yeah, exactly. You get a you get a scene of you get a scene of Maleficent uh, of Maleficent yeah. bringing Alice to the the Council of Evil. And, uh... I, I think they mentioned princesses <laughs> once before uh, before Alice gets executed yeah. or whatever they do to princesses. Oh, yeah, with no other Because <laughs> right. yeah. you have to go back. Oh, because you have to go back to Traverse Town, and there's the scenes with Maleficent where Maleficent recruits Riku. Yes. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Or um, I, I well, I think she already uh, recruited him. She's basically just trying to you know butter him up a little bit to have him yeah. uh, buy in. Um, See, I, your friends don't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you said friends. You gotta take a shot. <laughs> Friendship. Ah. But, uh, yeah, once, and once you get into the Cave of Wonders itself, like that, that area I think is really fun. Um, uh, lot, lot, of, lot of exploring to do. You do have to, you have to switch out Aladdin and uh, Donald and Goofy into your party so you can hit a Trinity mark to trigger it. A lot of treasure to unlock T- tough enemies to fight too like fighting those bandit guys on the platforms is really challenging yeah um, yeah they're, they're, it's more challenging than the monkeys in deep jungle for sure yeah and then the the, the uh, then you fight jafar and that's actually kind of a fun fight because he's got the genie like uh chasing after you and uh, uh genie does a crap ton of damage you kind of got to avoid him and uh run after jafar at the same time He's so easy to dodge, though, isn't he? Yeah, he like, is. He basically tells you when he's going to hit you. Like, the, this is maybe the easiest boss in the game? Like, or both this and the Jafar fight straight afterwards where he's the genie. Oh, the genie-Jafar fight is a cakewalk. Like, Yeah, it's really disappointing. After a good world, I was expecting a nice, solid boss fight. And I'd confuse my Kingdom Hearts boss fights with the ones in two. Um because that genie default is also easy, but it's also a bit of a pain because you're on a magic carpet. I, mm-hmm. But like, I just remembered it being harder, and I thought it was really strange that it's just basically Iago flying around with a the magic lamp and pretending, you know, just being like, "No, don't hit it," and then you have to hit it, and you dodge all of the genie defaults. Oh, if you want it harder, you play the uh, Chain of Memories version of that level, and I can oh, tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Card <laughs> games on 
motorcycle. Not but anyway, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> it doesn't always get better. Yeah, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Sometimes it's recoded. Sometimes. <laughs> um, but I find it really interesting. That you were saying you had to swap Aladdin in. Do you not use the Disney party member as default? Or... I, I, I Goofy is swapped out for the Disney member every time automatically for me. My my oh. thing is is that I think the because this is the only part of the game where uh you have to have a Trinity command to open one of the doors. I'm pretty sure. Uh, the other one's Neverland, but I think you're already just the two of you anyway with um Donald and Goofy. Right. Okay. Um. But I I, I don't know. I usually don't have the Disney members in my party at all because I want to hit those Trinities. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. That that was something that was always a weird balance issue in Kingdom Hearts. That the Disney members are really fun and cool. But by and large, they stop you from getting some items, so I just... Yeah, with the Trinity marks, yeah. True, yeah. yeah. No, Mm -hmm. I swapped Donald out for the Disney party member, because Donald sucks in Kingdom Hearts 1. I will just heal my... My reasoning was I'll keep him in for cure magic, but because... He dies so fast. Yeah, but but he dies so often, and and Goofy is good at using items and is just generally more helpful. I'm I'm I may Mm -hmm. try that tactic for the second half of the game. Welcome, welcome, uh, welcome to welcome to the Kingdom Hearts community community meme. Yeah, uh, okay. You bet your ass that I'm using Jack Skellington in the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, you you would. I mean, I I would agree with you. One hundred percent. But now he's going to swap. Yeah, but now he's going to swap in for Donald instead of Goofy. (laughs) <laughs> but in the next edition of Kingdom Hearts, it gets better. Um, <laughs> you can adjust party members' AI in two, and you can't in one. You, you, can, <laughs> you can a little bit. The amount there's, of times, the, like... the, there's the customized menu that lets you change their behaviors to like frequently, occasionally, never. Oh, all right, okay. Maybe, maybe, that, maybe that's maybe that's again. only in, maybe it's only in Final Mix. I don't, I don't know because I, I I did adjust Donald good. and Goofy both a little bit. No, it's in. Oh. It, I think it's in the original version. It's just it's not as. Yeah. It, their their AI is better in general in two and okay. the customizations a little more. And, and, and these these yeah, aren't you I'm know not... yeah, these aren't FF12 gambits or Dragon Age Origins uh, yeah. tactics. No, my bad. I completely in... missed them this time. <laughs> it's all good. In in two the uh, the Trinity attacks for the Disney enemy for the Disney characters make them a lot more useful as well because all the Disney characters get a flashy special attack that's really powerful. Um, oh, are you saying this game has dual techs? Yeah, they have no, they, in two. In two, nice. they have dual attacks right. with them. Yeah, it's fun. So like Milan, Milan, and Mushu will show up and uh, throw fireworks at enemies and stuff like that. Does mm-hmm. okay, okay, real quick. Does anyone actually use summons in Kingdom Hearts One? I, I, I did when it came to some of the uh, Coliseum battles. Um, yeah. uh, other than that, um, not really. Um, unless I was in a pinch. Tinkerbell can be useful in a couple of the bosses, but uh... yeah, Tinkerbell's the only one I ever use, um, particularly against one of the bonus fights. But otherwise, I don't touch them in one at all. I think oh, okay. Bambi does a really good job of giving you your MP back. Um, to if if you really, I I remember having to use Bambi a few times, especially one of the uh, hidden bosses uh, towards the end. I think it's used Bambi for pink and Giricus because uh, that thing is a. Uh... Uh, that thing is fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I know how to use the summon. It's it's a command at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, not too many people use summons in the first place. I mean, it's my my experiences anyway. People usually forget that they even exist, or they just don't use them at all. I don't really use the menus at all unless I'm trying to cast cure on someone besides Sora. Because if I, if I'm curing Sora, I can just 
uh, do L1 and then just mash X a couple times. But uh, yeah. if, I, if I need to yeah. heal Goofy yep. or something, I, I use the menu. But I, I barely look at it now. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> you men- can select the men- other people from the quick command as well. You can multi-select if you do oh, L1 cool. and it. Yeah, so you don't need to go into the menu to do cure on other people. Nice. I, I've, um, I, I have been using L1 uh, for command stuff all the time, but because because the the menu navigation is not great in this game, but uh, yeah, yeah I, what I, do you I, think I, about? I've only I've only locked, uh, uh, unlocked a couple summons, but I've never used them. Yeah, what what do we think about the menu command system? Because that's one of the the, the Kingdom Hearts ones. Kind of, it's a kind of iconic for the series. Like all the games use some variant of it. Having it's, like an it's RPG. a little it's a little clumsy. It's um, the uh, being able to use the trigger buttons for uh, locking and unlocking and for certain menu commands is fine, but. Uh, there's a bit of a disconnect between moving around and navigating the menu that is not that does not feel smooth to me like uh, of course cuz mm-hmm. it's cuz this game is so much older but games that have action uh battle systems with passive menu navigation at the same time like your Xenoblades of the world do it much much better mm-hmm. but but of course mm-hmm. that's because they're so much more you know uh, so much newer than Kingdom Hearts 1 uh-huh. And also, I again, I have not played a single second of Kingdom Hearts 2 or any of the other games in the series, so mm. I'm sure two, it got better. 2 has the same menu command system, but uh, Birth by Sleep and did something interesting where um, the X attack button is always the attack, and then the other buttons, um, you press triangle and cycle through them, um, which was a lot better, IMHO, but hey. Yeah, I agree. Kyle, do you have any input on uh, on summons or uh, any more input on summons or the menu battles or what have you? Well, the menuing, I I don't know if this would qualify as menuing, but um, there's a point when item management becomes a problem for me, especially a, do I trust my AI with items? Uh, so, no, no you don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the problem is that I, I need to have my character. So if I'm if I'm playing through the game and I need a heal... I'm hoping that Donald hasn't died and Goofy can actually block for me. But if Donald's dead, then either I have a choice of either healing him or, you know, hopefully he heals himself. But I've never seen a game where it just just takes your resources and just blows them out the window. Just takes every single one of them and says, okay, give me an elixir. Well, I'm just going to go through every single elixir, even though you don't need it. Uh, and I know you can customize them that way so they don't have to use it as often, but... When I need something in a pinch, so um, I'm either doing a certain magic attack, I'm doing some type of, uh, God forbid, I do a summon. I say God forbid because I don't ever do a summon, and if I do, it just feels like a chore to do it, and it almost feels like a waste of magic of doing it. Uh, yeah, when they're I can not just very powerful. Yeah, they're, they're really not, even though they, they're helpful, but they're only good for more resources purposes. But, I mean, I do agree with you. It's, just, it's very tedious. It's very clunky when it comes to the menuing. Um, that Birth by Sleep did have a heck of a lot better, and I'm glad they're actually taking like every single part of the the menuing from every single game and making it better inside Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, but that's just for a different conversation at that point. But all I'm saying is that Kingdom Hearts one just had fun with it. I think they had a lot of good ideas. Uh, they for all year they can just throw out the whole summoning thing for, for what it's actually useful for. But I don't think it was bad, but I think there's a lot to be more desired. Mm. Hey, fair enough. Uh, and I think that brings us to the, the, la- the our stopping point for this episode was, I think we all left off on Monstro, which is uh, 
Uh, basically, as you're on your way to one world, you all get swallowed up by uh, the giant whale from Pinocchio. Mm. Uh, not sure what that says about uh, Namira-san, but whatever. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, uh, we, we talked about platforming a little bit earlier. I, I hate navigating Monstro. I think that's probably yeah. the most annoying world for me to, for me personally. Just Make because a giant flowchart for the chambers by itself. Mm-hmm. Not only is it so easy to get lost, but it's so like it's so easy to fall off into a lower chamber. Yeah, because you get high jump off to this world or part yeah. through it, don't you? So you get high jump in the middle of it after yeah. it would have been useful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, um, the fact that all the chambers look exactly the same um, it completely. I just get lost every single time, and I thought. I started off and I thought, oh, I've got this down. You know, you go left and then you go through this door. And then I fell off the platform and then immediately went through the wrong door and was like, okay, this is not good now. Um, but um, the enemies are also really annoying here because you have the little, I think they're called white knights or the white ghosts or something like that. The, the ones yeah, that those things. you hit them search, a few search times. Ghosts. Search, search yes, ghosts. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of the white knights from Halloween Town because they're cool. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they like, once you hit them a few times, they vanish and they like teleport. So if you're trying to hit them off the platform and then Sora's locked onto them and he whacks them, he'll jump off the platform and then fall down. And it's like, no, why are you doing this? Like, why is the, why are these enemies here? And it's just tedious and it's a good place to level up though actually it's somewhere that i tend to just wander around the same three or four chambers um mm -hmm. to go up a few levels at this point in the game but it's just an aesthetically unpleasing level and i just think as a pinocchio level i like the idea of it though like it's a change of pace because it's not just you're going to this world this is like oh you know pinocchio's world's been destroyed but we somehow ended up in this huge whale help us mm -hmm. and hmm. but yeah, it just feels like it's so boring to look at and frustrating to go around, and it's I just don't like it very much. Oh, well, weirdly enough, it probably has one of the better boss fights at the end, because I think Parasite Cage is a pretty fun fight. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's not terrible. No, exactly. It is one of the better ones, you're right. Um, it, 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 like, uh, it does a good job with environmental damage as well, because it makes you more yeah. self-aware of, okay, it's not just the main boss I have to hit, but I have to be aware of my surroundings, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. And perennial sad boy Riku comes back um, to do evil things. It's like yeah, it's this... part of the game where the lore starts to... Well, I can't say lore. Um, I, I can't use that term very lightly here. But it's when the story starts to really pick up after this. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so as well. Um, Riku, um, Sora's best friend, is now kind of on the evil team and... Uh, hunting down, basically trying to find their friend Kyrie in his own way. There's a bit, they have a bit of a rivalry thing going on. Um, and I think it's kind of fun seeing Riku pop in. Basically, he starts popping in in, in opportune moments and uh, nicking your stuff. Um, Pinocchio, in this case, and then later on, Kyrie. Uh, what jerk. I know, right? Come yeah, on, I know. I used to really... I think Riku gets better as the series goes along, but then he gets this whole he, like redemption... What? Yeah, he he gets he this. Gets better. He gets better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the quote unquote. Um, but like he he gets this silly like redemption art where he's like, "Oh, I've done everything wrong. I must atone for my sins." And I'm just like, "Come on, dude!" Like he even cuts his hair. He does the Japanese <laughs> cut my hair to redeem myself, oh, become no. a new person. Yeah. He Final so, Fantasy nine all over the game. He did. Um, <laughs> but. Like, I, he was, like, my favorite character when I first played these games back in the late 2000s. Um, not anymore. I just find him I really <laughs> irritating. 
I still like Riku. I mean, I think I think he has a good character development. Isn't that he's yeah. the, the character who actually has growth and development over the course of the series, whereas Sora is, you know, a spiky haired dipshit McGee. And, uh, <laughs> well, uh, well I, I think I think Riku is a worthless edge lord personally, but I, I haven't had that much exposure to him, I guess. I think yeah. the whole thing with Riku versus Sora, if you take a look at it, I mean, it's basically how their characters first started off, how Riku's always the, I'm always the experienced, cool guy laying back, and Sora's the, I'm the go-getter, I like to do stuff. Hit and they're things, terrible versions like, of both of those things. I know. <laughs> but I think, you know, depending on what your 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 idea is, Riku, by this time of uh, when you're inside Monstro, and you're thinking like, oh, he's being manipulated. Uh, he's uh, He's doing all the bad guys work for the good guys type of thing. And Sora, of course, being clueless as he is, he's just, I want to find my friends. I want to do this. And I don't, I don't really get where the story is going, but I guess in, in the, towards the latter half of this game, it gets better question mark. Uh, that's why I just trademark the thing now, but I, I don't, I don't think so. I, I just think it kind of flops itself on its head uh, as the story progresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. I, like I said, I like I like where their development goes. They're, they're very arch characters. Uh, Kairi they... doesn't get enough love. I think I I've always found her really. <sighs> I'm, so, I'm starting to think that Kyrie never existed, and she's just a product of the shared imagination between Riku and Sora. Oh, please don't give Namira ideas. Yeah, you're going to say this, this is the plot for Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, there's an NDA agreement that you signed before this, so you can't say oh, that. Please, and... please, yeah. please, 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 please give Kyrie something to do. For the well, love of God. Like, it looks like she's going to do something. But Yeah, they gave her a keyblade. Fine. Yeah, they gave her one at the end of 2, though, and she still didn't get anywhere with it. Oh, does, um, did she become, like... Uh, sexier and more evil by the end of the game, or something? No, no, she's just, no. no, but she becomes like helpful. <laughs> Define yeah, helpful. <laughs> yeah. Presumably, she will do something helpful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> other than other than serve as uh, as character motivation slash all purpose plot hole filler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Confused about what's happening in Kingdom Hearts? Apply Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. We'll get more into where the, the story goes or doesn't go and its weird twists and turns in the next one. Uh, but I th- so does anyone have any closing thoughts on the middle, on the first half of Kingdom Hearts before we close out? Um, I'm more excited to talk about the second half, a definite. There's more improvements there's better what there's one better world two better worlds the non-disney stuff starts coming through and i like some of it um i like hollow bastion in the end of the world a lot mm. hollow bastion is my favorite level in this game um it's the most memorable world that i can think of in uh, kingdom hearts one yeah exactly um i, I, I don't think- remember it I, I think that's where i stopped playing it uh over a decade ago, but I thought it was a space library. Is that is that Hollow Bastion? It has a library. Yeah, okay. yeah, about right. Yeah, why not? Right. Yeah, um, All but right. yeah, replaying the first half of Kingdom Hearts One was really frustrating, and actually, I remember liking one more than I do currently, even after the better bits. <laughs> so I'm excited to talk about the bits that I prefer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's just been a weird ride, and I think like. I was put the originally the reason I jumped on because I jumped on a little bit later than everybody else was because I wanted to see where one was and where three will be at the end of January. Um, how much of a jump we've taken since 2003, and it's gonna be a big jump, everybody, because everything you know, 
Get smashed together. You can say it. Yeah. <laughs> it gets smashed together. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I do like the ideas behind it. And as I say, the Disney worlds are good. The Disney ideas are good, but I just wish that they'd done it. But they've learned a lot, and I'm excited to carry on talking about it. And Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the spirit of the idea of Kingdom Hearts is good. They want to explore these different settings and uh, sort of celebrate um, Disney, which is one of the you know most powerful fandoms in the world. But uh, the execution is not there in Kingdom Hearts 1 yet. The, again, the movement and combat is too floaty, and, the, uh, and the, there's some poor level design, again, with the, uh, with the event flagging and Deep Jungle might be maybe the worst of it. Uh, again, haven't, I don't remember enough of Atlantica to, <laughs> to uh, comment on that. But I, I, again, I, um, this is not one of my favorite RPGs of this era because... The because of those technical limitations and design decisions, and also I just don't find Sora, Riku, or Kairi very likable. And they, mm. you, you, you need. I think the most important part of a of a JRPG is the characters because you spend so much time with the main characters in any of them, and it's uh that that they're, they're being they're they're not anchors so much as you know just sinkers. I I, uh, I I'm having more fun with it now than my memory of hating it from ten years ago. But uh, and, and I'm definitely gonna finish. I, I I I hope that the second half is better and and redeems part of the first half. But this is Kingdom Hearts is a good spirit, good ideas, but it it's not a hundred percent there on the execution. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I guess for what it's worth, this is one of my favorite games. I it's I think the series as a whole definitely does the the concept a lot more justice. But I do have a lot of fun with this first one. And I actually, and I actually like this more simpler story direction that this goes in before all the other uh, lore stuff gets kind of added on, because I think yeah. it's kind of it's uh, simple and clean, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that front. Uh, it's refreshing to go back to one and at least have a story that I can understand in isolation as well. All right. Well, I think that'll about wrap us up for this first episode on Kingdom Hearts. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to be doing an episode not about RPGs, so look forward to that. We're going to be talking about some of our more, uh, our less number crunchy, or more number crunchy as the case may be, uh, <laughs> likes and dislikes in video games. And then we're going to talk about more Kingdom Hearts, so, uh, look forward to that. We'll get into that second half of the game, talk about, uh, where it goes right at the end. Next month, it's the month of Tales. Uh, we're doing a Tales of game again, finally. You've been waiting for uh, this, and Tales of Vesperia remastered is coming out. So we're going to be playing that one. And I know a lot of people are going to be really excited to try that one. Tales of Vesperia is a beloved game. So I think people will be enjoying that episode very much. Uh, who Is anyone here on that episode? Oh, yeah. I'm there, and I'm ready right now. Almost. <laughs> it has been long enough uh, that I've played Tales of Vesperia that I'm really excited to get back to it. Should I if this if I have not played a tale okay if I have not played a tales game should I try Vesperia? Um, you know, <laughs> I don't think it's a bad starting point. Um, yeah, it's uh maybe not the one I would recommend, but uh it's 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 a perfectly fair choice for a starting point, and I think it's one of the top four or five tales games definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot, and I'll definitely be tuning into those episodes myself. So uh, this has been Retro Encounter. 
Um, if you, you want to send us an uh, email, uh, we always love to hear from you guys, retro at rpgfan.com. Uh, you can also, you know, like us on iTunes. That always helps. Spread the word around. Show us show us some love. If you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me, uh, Peter T at rpgfan.com, or reach out to me on Twitter at I Have Fury. Uh, Kyle, um, where can readers uh, get a hold of you? Uh, Kyle K at rpgfan.com or one of the uh, weekly streams or I guess bi-weekly streams that I have uh, twice a week. Uh, usually it's uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, but that's actually changing after uh, this week. So, Bi-weekly is every two weeks. You would, you oh, would be, yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, yours would be um, semi-weekly or di-weekly. Let's do die-weekly. It sounds better. Die-weekly. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I'm die. sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Die is also, is also every two weeks. It would be semi, well, or, you de- know, it would be semi or demi. My twice bad, a week. Bad. Twice a week. There my we bad. just go. Yeah. Twice Many a week. week. There I'm, we go. I'm mixing up my Latin and Greek roots, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mike, what about you? Where can we get a hold of you? Um, the easiest way is probably Twitter. I am at the real monsoon most of the time and at Evoker for Dogs other times. I am Monsoon on the RPG Fan Forums and Monsoon Mike on the RPG Fan Discord. All right. And uh, what about you, Alana? Uh, again, Twitter's probably the best place. Um, you can find me at, at Alana Hags. Um, also, I should really plug my email address more because being head of reviews, it's nice to hear from people. So uh, my email address is alanah at rpgfan.com. My name is not Alana with an H on the end. Please don't start it like that. Um, you can also find me on Discord as Diving Falcons and on the RPG Fan boards as Diving Falcons as well. So please hit me up. All right. All right. And then listeners, this has been episode 170 of Retro Encounter. You have a good night. Good luck. And remember, nothing's that simple. Hey.